Hey, uh, welcome to another episode of Jay and Ross Talk Shit. I'm Ross. I'm Jay. Uh, today we just have a bunch of random stuff to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> Again. Yeah. <laughs> um, so HBO just started up a bunch of shows that have been off for a while. Uh, there's Game of Thrones, Veep, and Silicon Valley. The only one we both watch is Silicon Valley. Uh, at least on a regular basis. Right, right. You've um, seen episodes s- of Veep, right? I've seen episodes of Veep and episodes of Game of Thrones. I just really don't want to lose a fucking month and a half of my life. Yeah. Not being productive. And that, that would I'm happen. already lazy enough. It would happen like, with Game of Thrones. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, already four seasons to get through if you try to catch up now. Yeah. Uh, 40 hours? Holy crap. Yeah, but what... We're I'm, both enjoying Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Like it's been a fun show. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. You so when did you start watching that one? That was pretty recently, right? <laughs> it's actually a funny story. I didn't know HBO Go. Like when you click on something, it starts at the last episode. Oh yeah. So I clicked on the last episode. So I actually watched the season finale. <laughs> you thought that's how they started it? Yeah, and I was like the whole but the whole time I'm like watching like this is a lot of backstory they're gonna need to get to or something because I. Like, it's, it's between a lot him and the girl, there's, like, this whole history, and I'm just like... It's probably like watching the pilot of Game of Thrones. <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, what just happened? Uh-huh. Like, so, I didn't know that at the first, so I just clicked on it, and uh, I was a little stoned at the time, so I think that helped uh, contribute to my lack of reading and knowledge. <laughs> so, uh... So did you rewatch that episode once you uh, watched through the rest of the season? Yeah, I, I rewatched okay. uh, the whole season again. My, my favorite episode is when uh, <laughs> T.J. Miller tries to, he wants to figure out the name, so he eats a bunch of shrooms and goes to the desert. Yeah, yeah that one's great. <laughs> like, He's got all the logos and stuff yeah. floating around. He gets stuck in traffic. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll get stuck in traffic on shrooms. <laughs> Yeah, I, well, I know he's. You're a big fan of his, and that's yeah. that's a big part of what you enjoy about the show, right? Mm-hmm. You think? Yeah, yeah. It was him and Mike Judge that really got me to watch it. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I'm a huge fan of T.J. Miller's stand-up. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's really good. I don't know if you haven't seen him, definitely. Yeah, seen him. he's very odd. His humor is very odd. <laughs> yeah, it's very. It's okay. He, yeah, no, no. He it's great, but it's just very. It's very weird. He goes on these weird tangents, mm-hmm. and you're like, you're either going to be like, that's hilarious, or what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. There's no in-between. Right. Well, I'll go, I can go pretty far on the spectrum of weird comedians. <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, I'll listen to Comedy Bang Bang and all that, or, you know, like Mr. Show and stuff. Where Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> I can go way further on that. I auditioned for Comedy Bang Bang. It yeah. was the weirdest audition I've ever had in my life. <laughs> what do you have to read? I was, uh, like, a college student on, like, uh-huh. a game show. Oh, okay. We found out at the end that I was actually an alien <laughs> who, they're on a whole other planet, and the main guy didn't know. <laughs> and so, and our president is a meatball sub sandwich. Yeah, and I was like, uh, "There you go, about right. Comedy Bang Bang." Sounds about right. Yeah, uh, and the, that's probably a role where you're playing whatever it is in the moment. Like you're not playing like a college student who's secretly an alien. You're playing the college student, then you're playing the alien, then you're yeah. playing whatever because it's just like all in the moment, all mm-hmm. absurd stuff. <laughs> right. 
that's weird. Anyway, that that show's a little weird for me. That's <laughs> a little too far. It's for a you. little too far. I've I watched the first season and I listen to the podcast a lot. Like mm-hmm. I really like their podcast because it is much more like just improvisational uh, humor and characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the show's interesting for a totally different reason. Yeah. Oh yeah, and I, I saw Reggie Watts. Oh yeah. In April. That's cool. Oh, uh, he was with. They were doing like a benefit concert. April last year. The, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, uh, him, Patton Oswalt, Tig Notaro, and uh, Zach Galifianakis. That's a hell of a show. Yeah, it was a good <laughs> show. And they were, they, uh, I think it was like for, I want to say, I want to say for like either homeless gay youth or something. I forget what the charity was at first, yeah. but, uh, but it was pretty good. It was, Tig Notaro was one of my favorites. She's yeah. fucking great. Yeah. And then Patton Oswalt, of course, too. But Reggie Watts, was, I think, was the week. He's he's an acquired taste. Yes, <laughs> yeah, he is. That. Um, and so you either like love him or think, wow, that's the weirdest shit of ever seen in my life. <laughs> yeah, no, he's definitely. It made sense to pair him up with Scott Ackerman for Comedy Bang Bang the Show because mm-hmm. it is like that weird <laughs> fusion of. Str- I don't know. Well, didn't he? Didn't he get? He's like on like the late late show. Yeah, I, I think he's he's leaving Comedy Bang Bang because of that. Yeah, which is a, such a weird. It's like, and I've never even heard of the guy. That he's like yeah, you know, the guy who's replacing uh, Craig Ferguson, Ferguson, right? Um, oh god, wait, I can't think of his name right now. Let me it's see. like Scott something. No, uh, I want to say uh, yeah, James Corden. James, okay. And uh, he, yeah, I guess he was kind of big in the UK. And yeah, yeah, I've never heard. I've heard his show's pretty good. Like he, uh, he has kind of a different format. People just kind of hang out around chairs rather than you know like the big desk and. And he has multiple guests at once, so hmm. like it, and not like the Tonight Show where like they have an interview and then that person sits to the side and they have another one. Like he just has people come up and interact hmm. with each other. Uh, interesting choice that I'm not sure why they haven't even really. Maybe he just doesn't want. Have you ever heard of a guy named Jimmy Carr? Jimmy Carr. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What, he's what's a he UK. Do? He's a UK stand-up. Okay. And I was watching some of his. I was like, man, I think he would have been good for you know any of these you know late night shows. Yeah. And, he wasn't even even considered. Yeah, so it was kind of weird. Huh. Well, I should I should check his show out sometime. I actually liked Craig Ferguson quite yeah, a bit. Too. Like I I didn't catch his show very often just because yeah. I'm not watching TV like late at night that <laughs> much. But I yeah I like I like what he did with it. I like mm-hmm. that he made it his own thing. So it's kind of cool to see that that's continuing. It'll be a weird year for CBS with uh yeah James Corden and uh, Steve Stephen Colbert replacing Letterman. Yep, Letterman leaves next month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, they just announced like uh, all the people who are going to be on his final show. It's just this huge list. Yeah. Because like every every comedian wants to be a part of that because or especially like this generation of comedians. So many of them grew up under David Letterman or as big fans of Letterman and considering him as like one of the most influential comics of right. his time. So, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try to catch that final episode, I think. Yeah, I'm, I, even though I don't really like Letterman all that much, I think I'm even going to try to see. Yeah, I, I do like Letterman. I, you know that he's been, like, coasting on his show for quite a while, which he's, like, he's pretty open about it, even on the show, that, you know, it's just kind of his gig. Like, he has fun with it, but it's, like, a half-assed kind of fun, like a... Well, who cares at this point? I can do what I want. I'm David Letterman, um, but yeah, like I'd like to, 
I'd like to see how it how they wrap it all up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a lot different watching a show like that and then you know like right. a <laughs> scripted well, yeah. series or I mean, something. Well, it's, it's not like there are pieces to put together for the David Letterman show. Right. I still want. Well, see then it. just the time. I mean, that show is older than us. I mean, yeah. I mean, kind of. Yeah. I mean, if you uh, let's see. How, oh, because like he started in '82, but then he he started on like a different network, and then. Yeah, he started... And then he went to CBS in, like, 92, I want to say, maybe 93. Right. Um, so, the, so it was, like, the same show, but they, like... Yeah, the original networks. the original show was after Carson, and it was uh, the it was Late Night with David Letterman. Okay. And uh, then everybody thought Letterman was going to take over for Carson and be mm-hmm. the new Tonight Show. And then Jay Leno, like, the network liked Leno more. Mm-hmm. So they fired Letterman and, uh, uh, you know... Co- Conan O'Brien took over for Late Night, oh, and uh, David Letterman moved to CBS, where he took on, they renamed it The Late Show, so it's not called the exact right. same thing. But yeah, uh, I'm trying to see when the when Late Night started. Cause, like, that he, was in 82. Okay, yeah, 82, you're right. So, because Bill Murray was the first guest ever on David Letterman's show. Right. And, uh, let's see, Late Show... Began uh, final episodes on May twentieth, twenty fifteen. Yep, it late show debuted in ninety three. So he was with NBC for eleven years, and he's he's uh, been there for, or he's been at uh, CBS now for twenty uh, twenty two. <laughs> Pretty big run. <laughs> yeah, not a bad, not a bad gig. But yeah, he was a lot more. Oh, and he he's I think he's a comic that the other comics still respect. Too. Oh I think that's what well, I mean. yeah, yeah. It's like, like that's why not I mean. a lot of comics respect Jay Leno no, anymore. No, <laughs> like a lot of comics like say they got into it because they loved Letterman so much, yeah. and they loved what he was about, especially with his earlier show. Like mm-hmm. watching some of the clips before, you know, before he like stopped really giving a shit about the show. Like he had a lot of really really clever things or like experimental things within the framework of a talk show that were fun. It would have been cool if he had got. Like, I, I say it would have been cool if he got a Tonight Show, but, you know, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Because, like, they're both... He had the Tonight Show, just, on, just on a different network. Just yeah. not the one that... He just didn't succeed Johnny Carson. That right. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, anyway, so Silicon Valley, huh? Yeah! <laughs> um, I don't know, that was a weird tangent. I don't know what we, we were all over the we place, blacked but out. it's all right. I think we blacked out. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're kind of like, you know, elderly people, where if you, it, like, after a while, if you just get them going on, you might get off on tangent after tangent after tangent. If you're listening in California, we smoke weed. <laughs> but for everybody in the Midwest, we smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Or salvia. We we smoke something. Yeah. <laughs> or hookah. But we're we're not doing this during our show. <laughs> we we should. We should start. This is ridiculous. Do a, do a high show where it's like a disclaimer. We're not really high. <laughs> Just no, for when, marijuana, for when marijuana becomes legal in California, we are going to smoke the shit out of this. If you're still living here, <laughs> and we're going to get fucking baked on Jay and, and Ross talk shit. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be the podcast gonna be Jane Ross or baked as shit. Yeah, we're gonna why not? change it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, won't, it won't even be like a play on words anymore. It'll nope. just be 
but you know, it, there could be a week before that where we just have bad backs for a week. Seriously, we we're, just, to... we're just going to talk about Fish the whole fucking time. The band Fish. Yeah, well, there's there was already that like pod, there's already that podcast. There is, of course, there is. Well, it was um, it was Scott Ackerman and Harris Whittles. Fucking God damn it, Scott Ackerman! Uh, I can't be mad at Harris Whittles because. Uh, he was dead. hilarious and he died. But, yeah, yeah. But it, yeah they, they had a whole show or a whole podcast where Harris Whittles just tried to convince Scott Ackerman to like fish. <laughs> okay, uh, so... It, it was called Analyze Fish. It's a uh, widespread panic or the string cheese incident or Sublime. There we go. We'll, we'll talk about Sublime pre or post Bradley Noel and Bradley Noel Sublime. That's <laughs> what we're going to do. I, I don't even have a podcast worth of <laughs> to say about Sublime. Well, we'll figure it out. That's, we'll what, get... that's, that's what the weed is for, Ross. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like, because oh. then we can just talk about anything. I'll talk about a fucking lamp. I, time. I, I get the feeling that a high podcast would not be enjoyable for anyone but us. I know. <laughs> You're like that's why we need. I don't. To do it. I don't see what you. I don't see what's happening here. Yeah, yeah. We would have a great time. Absolutely. We could pretend to record us talking high. It would be just as great as if we did it. So, so there's our weed. I'll talk him into it, guys. Don't worry about it. Okay. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Ross is having some reserves. Yeah. So, but he will. He will. He will fold. <laughs> I will go will Game of Thrones down. on him. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Slept with weed. Game Game of Bong hits. That's what it's going to be called. I'm sure that there are yeah Game of Thrones. Stone. I bet there's a Game of Thrones stone podcast that exists. There's already. probably a stoned everything podcast. That's, that's true. It's just so easy to do, <laughs> and it's fantastic, yeah. and it's fun. So we got to do it. See, uh, you already sold. <laughs> I sold you. No. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Silicon Valley. <laughs> so we, we just watched, uh, or I rewatched and you watched the premiere of season two. Uh, what do you think so far? Oh, it's awesome. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's really good. Uh, I didn't see Peter Gregory dead. So. Oh, uh, sorry. You, spoiler alert. No, no. I mean, it, at, it's, it's a weird thing to talk about because the actor died. Like, that's why they. Oh, shit. He died towards the end of season one. Like, I didn't know that. That's why in the last few episodes, Peter Gregory doesn't appear because he died and they didn't know how to handle it on the show. Holy crap! So, it, it, which was you know how sad because he was so funny. I I want to say it was an aneurysm, but I'm not a hundred percent. Holy sure. crap! Uh, let me see. It just says he died. Let's go to. He was Olympia. married to Emma Roberts. What? Uh, yeah, apparently. What the hell? That's not the same Emma Roberts. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. Like, what? Emma Let's Roberts see. is like 22. Oh, he died of lung cancer. Okay, lung cancer. That's sad. Jesus. Emma Roberts Welch. Oh, okay. So, yeah, different say, person. What the hell? But yeah, he, uh, he was really good on that show. Like, yeah. the, the people were really upset about it not because i he'd been around for a while and he'd been doing stuff but like this seemed to be like his breakout hit like uh, this was going to be what was going to push him into stardom and he died the same season it was debuting oh that's, that's yeah. too bad damn yeah. i did not know that 
so yeah, when season two, like my reaction on that was just like, okay, they actually wrote his death into the show as opposed to writing him out in some other way. Right? I mean, obviously he didn't die because he got scared of because a rhino got or or was it hippo? A hippo they got. They didn't even really explain it. No, well, it was exercise. Though. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah. That's right. Because a hippo got into the camp, which. <laughs> Uh, startled the guy. Startled the guy with a gun. Who but he fired and misfired. And then the hippo ran away. But Peter Gregory got excited and he ran. And he hadn't run in a very long time, <laughs> possibly ever in his life. And that was it. <laughs> yes, but, that's awesome. But yeah, I I think if they're gonna write him out and kill him, that was probably they did it well. They did it in a way that. Uh, pushed the narrative of the season forward like they yeah. made it made it so that his loss is a big part of what's happening <laughs> and now they have to deal with a lawsuit themselves <laughs> because of a because of what's his name uh gavin yeah gavin so it was a, it was a funny episode i i thought they handled that about as well as they could and uh i i'm looking forward to see seeing where it goes i guess yeah Anything else yet? On the... <laughs> not really. Uh, yeah. What else do we want to cover? Uh, well, what were you up to this weekend? You doing much of anything? No. Yeah. <laughs> I was marathoning the Fast and Furious. You movies. son of a bitch. <laughs> so, like, what did you lose a bet? Like, what happened? So like, this was is a... your green card like <laughs> this rely was... on you watching Fast and the Furious? Like, what the fuck? I think it was Reba's idea, and I. <laughs> I think it was that we're like, oh, maybe we should see the new one because it looks just batshit crazy. <laughs> like, it, the trailer has cars skydiving, uh, like people in the cars falling out of <laughs> helicopters or airplanes or whatever to land in foreign ground. And then uh, there's also one, like, in Dubai. You know, there's, like, three really famous, like, uh, um, skyscraper buildings that are, like, next to each other, like... You see a skyline of Dubai, you always see those. Yeah. The, the trailer also had a car driving through the window of one of those sky dri- uh, the skyscrapers into the other skyscraper on a lower level. And I'm like, this looks crazy. I mean, yeah, I want to see what this is about. But <laughs> Yeah, no, my cousin said he saw that. He said, yeah, they just ran out of skyscrapers to drive <laughs> yeah. off of them. Like, I was like, that's some weird shit. So, uh, this is a series. Paul's always tried to get me to watch all of them because he thinks, he's like, these movies are great. They're hilarious. And of course Paul loves he, them. He's a big fan of Tokyo Drift. Uh, he, he was always, uh, he always liked to quote some of the lines in the first movie that were, because... I'll get to the first movie, but... It, I've it, seen the first two. Okay, you've seen the first and, two. And uh, then I, I haven't seen Tokyo... I skipped Tokyo Drift, and then I saw so the fast one. Okay, yeah. So one, two, and four. So And then after four, I was like, I'm done. This so Reba and I were, were like... I, I've seen, I had seen five, and Reba had seen four. And we'd seen parts of the other ones, but we'd never seen them all the way through. No. So we're like... Uh, <laughs> again, Reba's idea was we should marathon them all yeah. in one weekend. And I'm like, all right, why not? We could do it. Uh, it, it. It's seeming like less of a great idea with now that now that we're going to the Marvel thing on the 20th at the El Capitan Theater, which is every Marvel movie in a row, and then the premiere of the Avengers two at the end Jesus. of it. It's a long time. Good Lord, what are you doing to yourself? Ross? I know, I know. You're gonna this be is... the first person to die in a movie theater. <laughs> like, what <laughs> if, the hell happened? If I, yeah, like, like you're just you're gonna be like a clockwork orange by the end of that. Movie. I, <laughs> I can, I can manage it, man. I'm serious. 
<laughs> Lord. I'm serious about my work and my Seriousness. art. <laughs> but holy crap. But so we watched all of the Fast and Furious movies and it, we watched them in chronological order. Because if you don't know, the order of the actual release is not the chronological order of the Fast and Furious movies. There is a much more complex... <laughs> no, it's not that complex, but there is a more complex <laughs> thing to it. Mostly that the third movie takes place after the first six. <laughs> so it, and it takes place sort of in the seventh movie. <laughs> like... So we didn't watch three until right before we went and saw the seventh one. And does it make sense, or is there just gaping plot holes? I mean, it makes sense. It's okay. just, it, it's not, it's obvious that they weren't going for what they, like, they didn't write the third one going, okay, we're going to do three more, and then this one takes place after those. They wrote the third one, liked one of the characters they introduced in it, who they killed off, and then went, hey, let's put him in these other movies. So then they just pretended those movies took place before. The main character? No, the main character in three... Okay, I'll get to that. Okay. That shit's hilarious. So, yeah. so the first movie, you've seen it too. Seen the first two. What, what do you think of the original Fast and Furious? I mean, they, they are what they are. I really just saw it because it they came out... Or I was living down where they shot most of it. Uh-huh. And so like my neighbor was like, yeah, check it. It's cool to see... like. It was like the first movie I really remember seeing. Like I, I recognized that. Like when I first moved to LA. I was yeah. Like, oh, so that's you saw down it after you moved to LA. Yeah. Okay. So it was so. already like seven years old at the time. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and that was one of the things I thought was kind of cool about the first movie. Like you mm. get a lot of movies that are set in LA, and like sometimes even shot in LA, they don't really feel like LA, mm. or like through you know post production and color correction, they just make it look totally different. And like the first Fast and Furious movie looks just like like it looks. Yeah. Most of it was shot in Echo Park in Chinatown. Yeah, it looks honest. Like, like, it looks like what those places actually look like. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's kind of, you know, it's got that orange glow to it that, you know, they try to get rid of a lot of the time. Like, it feels like a bright, sunny day in East L.A. a lot of the time. And, like, you know, the merits of the movie aren't that strong, (laughs) you know? Screenplay... Like, uh, let's just call it what it is. The movie is point break, except instead of with surfing and a bank job, it's with car racing and, like, stealing DVD players from trucks. Like, it's the same story as point break otherwise. Like, (laughs) and, like, the screenplay, like, the dialogue's horrible. Most of the actors are terrible in it. Like, a lot of them hadn't really done much of anything before. But there's a weird, dopey earnestness to the movie that like I kind of liked (laughs) yeah yeah I I think because I remember seeing Paul Walker and Varsity Blues before that yeah Vin Diesel was in Saving Private Ryan was uh and Jordana Brewster was in The Faculty oh okay I totally forgot that she was in that uh I wanted to look up when was Resident Evil. I think that came after. Yeah, it was a year later because uh, uh, Michelle Rodriguez was in that, but I guess yeah, she was Fast and Furious first. Uh, Vin Diesel wasn't in much before this. He was uh, Saving Private Ryan, yeah. or maybe the Boiler Room. And he uh, he did the voice of the robot in Iron Giant. Ah, before that. Okay, but I think that was before Fast and Furious. Maybe I don't know. I'm fairly sure, but Iron Giant, yeah, ninety nine. So that was like one of his first roles, but uh, but yeah, like it's it's a this is a really dumb movie. It, it was the type of movie that's not made really anymore because it's like a it was thirty eight million dollars, yeah. and it, like those kind of mid budget things don't exist. 
right. but like at the time you know it was it had de- like decent race scenes they're not like some of the best ever recorded yeah it's just kind of a dopey movie that is it's surprising were... that it turned into this huge franchise right it was uh I think the chase scenes were a little more I don't I wouldn't I don't know if realistic is the right word. Yeah, they were more grounded maybe. Yeah. They uh even in this one like when they go fast and use Nas, they have like all these visual distortions and stuff to look like, you know, all the colors are blurring and it's all it's Oh, they've been doing that since the second yeah. one though. Yeah, well, especially the second one. But yeah. I mean like the original movie even like then they had some of that to like mm. make it look like all souped up and crazy. Uh <laughs> But yeah, you wouldn't see this movie and go, someday this is going to be one of the top franchises in the world. And I mean, it Fast, Fast or Furious 7 is one of the, like, with that movie, it is now, like, one of the top franchises out there. Worldwide, Furious 7 in two weeks has made $800 million. Good it, God. It, it, like, uh, I went through 2014's listings of, like, the top grossing films. The only two movies that made more internationally... I believe were uh, one was the Hobbit, and one was uh, oh God, what was it? I wanted to say Man of Steel, but I don't think it was. Like, uh, it nothing else has made like during its entire theatrical run as much as Furious Seven did in two weeks. Like even Guardians of the Galaxy and like uh, American Sniper and uh, like nothing made yeah. as Mockingjay didn't make as much Lego Movie. Nothing is has been as successful as Fury Seven, other than two films from last year. Damn. So it's kind of crazy. <laughs> but uh, so so you saw Too Fast, Too Furious. Also, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious. I thought was like almost entirely skippable. <laughs> like even if you're watching the series to be like know the story or what's going on, not like they introduce two characters who come back later. But they don't introduce them in any meaningful way. They're just kind of there. So, like, if you saw Tyrese the other, and who and uh, Ludacris, uh, and, and Ludacris is like barely in it. Mm-hmm. Like, and they they join as like a team member in Fast Five, but like, like the way they're introduced in Fast Five is at least as descriptive of who they are as anything in Too Fast Too Furious. No, uh, Tyrese just sucks anyway. So he's he's all right. I like them in the new ones. Really? Yeah, but. But yeah, the second one's just like they couldn't get they didn't get anyone at back but Paul Walker, and so they're like I don't know. Well, let's just do another race movie instead of modeling after Point Break, the model after Miami Vice. Like <laughs> seriously, it's it's. I didn't even realize that like the first one because even the first one ends. It ends with him letting him go, yeah, just point like break. Point Break. Point Break. It's the same it's just, story. It's just Patrick Swayze doesn't die in Fast and the Furious. And I mean, like let <laughs> let's. Face or it. they don't think he's dead. Let's face it. Early, oh, early I guess career. they kind of have it because they're like Vin. Di- did Vin Diesel get caught? Da, 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 bra, bra, well, he bra, didn't. Bra, bra. Exactly. But like, but in the first one, you had that kind of open. That's true. Like point you break that you don't see away. him die, yeah. but like you just assume he's he dies yeah, yeah. in the wave. Yeah, but you know, Keanu lets him go. He fires his gun into the air. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no, no. That's that's not the end. The end. Right, is, right, right. But the end is where he's. Right, he's like one more wave, and they're like Vio Candias, and like Vio Candias. <laughs> that's right, right. And yeah, that's like the race at the end of Fast, the Fast and the Furious, because they escape and then they decide to race, mm-hmm. and that's when he lets it go. So they slightly change the order of things from Point Break, but it's the same story as Point Break. And the second one, yeah, I I thought they're like okay, Miami Vice was cool. Let's move it to Miami, 
and give him a black partner, and we'll uh, go from there. Make him they're undercover with the drug with drug dealers, which is like it, it, funny because neither of them are cops in that movie because Paul Walker was let go. Like Paul Walker is he? So the first movie he is with the police. You know he's undercover. Second movie he's not, but the police hire him to do a job. The fourth movie he is like officially like a fed or he's with he is an officer you know and then the fifth movie he's wanted again and he's a criminal and then the sixth movie they're working with the, the rock again and so yeah like every other movie his role changes with that but yeah so too fast too furious like it had a bigger budget it felt like they wanted it to be a bigger deal film right but it just felt like half-assed. It was yeah. like, well, we want to we want to capitalize on the first movie, but it, it didn't seem like they knew what they wanted to do with it. Uh, it was made to make more money. Right. <laughs> uh, third one's also basically skippable, other than I it's kind of hilarious. Ava Mendes gives me a boner. In <laughs> She's not in any of the other ones either. I was kind of surprised they didn't bring her back in some way because yeah. it's and, Ava uh, Mendes. Too Fast, Too Furious probably had the best bad guy, at least of the ones I've seen. Cole Hauser. I don't. I barely. Yeah. I, I, I mean, out of the ones that I've seen, none of the bad guys really register well yeah. for me in these movies. That's fair. Like they're all pretty, pretty weak. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, like well, actually, the best bad guy would be Furious Seven because uh, it's Jason Statham. It, but like his backstory is just like they try to tie him into another movie. Like they keep, especially in the later ones, they keep trying to tie everything together. Uh, uh, like uh, the bad guy in the fourth one is uh, uh, really uh, how did it work? Like he's working with the because bad guy. Of the bad guy in the sixth one. He's yeah, the bad guy in the sixth roommates. one. Yeah, they were like buddies somehow, or they were not buddy buddies. <laughs> are, are you not shitting me? They weren't college roommates. <laughs> oh, okay, but they. Were, I was joking. They're like partners in crime. <laughs> no, seriously, the fourth and sixth though, they were like partners in crime after the fact. Then you find out that the, the sixth- bad. The guy from the sixth one slept with the fourth one's wife. Uh, the the, bat, the guy with the sixth one, because, all right, you saw the fourth one. Let's move on to the, well, actually. I don't remember the fourth one. I've been trying to forget the fourth so, one. But, that, but the that's outline. A, that's a bug. That, that movie is a turd wrapped in a shit so, tortilla. I'm going to say something that will blow your mind. I don't think it's that bad. Oh my god, <laughs> Ross, you're out of your fucking gourd, man. It, and like I looked at because it's the Have lowest. Have you been rating. huffing Nos? Have you been huffing Nos? I was drinking Nos. You were drinking Nos. <laughs> I, uh, I was like I because I was getting really tired after some of these movies, so I was yeah. like I need. I had already drank like a pot of coffee, <laughs> and I was like I need more energy. So I I'm like we're watching a movie where Nos shows up fucking everywhere because it's how they go fast with Nos. And so I'm like, if I'm getting an energy drink, I'm going to get some NOS. It's pretty awful, isn't it? It's not good stuff. No. But I knew that. (laughs) It was was all in the spirit of the event. You were probably like Jared in the season finale of Silicon Valley, where he's like, interested? (laughs) Interested? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, kind of. I was going around interviewing people. Which one? Which one? Which one? But but yeah. Uh, Oh, God. So, So the fourth one is what should have been the sequel in the first place. Because the second and third have nothing to do with it. <laughs> and, like, as dumb as all of this shit is with, like, uh, you know, all about family, and we love family and stuff, 
it's at least like a through line to the first film. Like there are a lot of things if you've seen the first one and then you're seeing like I think the fourth is a better movie if you just watched the first movie right like really ah. soon before because there's a lot of stuff that you know like even though it was a dumb thing in the first place like they they're aware of their history and they actually care about that and they realize they're fans of the original and there's a lot yeah. they they're. It pulls a lot in from that, and also it just feels a lot more mature than the original or the first two. Like Paul Walker is not as awful anymore, <laughs> and like it, it, he just looks less ridiculous. Like he doesn't look like this little scrawny like kid with like the bleached hair right. and stuff. He's like an actual <laughs> actor. He's a man. <laughs> He's a man now, and uh, he is kind of our generation's Keanu Reeves. He totally him. is, which is the other Point Break comparison. That Holy they're shit. the same thing. They're the same dude. <laughs> I mean, Patrick Swayze and Vin Diesel probably aren't, but it's. But uh, it's I don't know. Have you seen Black Dog? <laughs> <laughs> I have not. Don't. Don't. <laughs> but yeah, like four it had some good action scenes. I thought it had it. Like, the, a couple chases through, like, the tunnels and stuff. That's kind of neat, although hard to shoot. And, well, uh, the CGI on that is fucking horrendous. There, there is a lot of that. and like that, that was the scene where I was like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm wiping my hands of this fucking franchise. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's some of that. But at least there's, like, some story and something connecting it with the others. And, mm-hmm. like, it, it felt tonally like the later movies. Like, the fourth one was the line in the sand where you separate the two halves of it. Like, the fourth on, they look and feel that way. Like, the effects get better, but, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird, though, because, like, Halloween did that, too. Like, the third Halloween. So, let's talk about Fast and Furious 3. Yeah. Because it's totally the Halloween 3 of the franchise. Yeah. Because it, it's... It, Halloween, like, go ahead and explain what they did with well, that. Well, because i tell you the truth, I've never even seen the whole thing. But the like, season of the witch? But it's like, it's kind of like a puppet masters type Yeah. Thing. Like, the costumes turn them into monsters and shit. Yeah. And Michael Myers isn't in it at all. Yeah. Which, it's just like, so, uh, a, a person at Best, when I was working at Best Buy, there was a guy that knew everything about horror films. Like, he yeah. Knew everything. And they just had, they, they, that movie wasn't supposed to be a Halloween movie. They made it, and it had an original well, title, and they it, just slapped Halloween on it. Are you sure about that? That's what the dude said. The story that I always heard on that was that Halloween was always intended to be a franchise where every movie would be a completely different story. Oh, okay. Right? So they made Halloween. It had a definitive ending, but then they decided, well, people really, really liked that one. Let's give them one more with the Michael Myers character and do that. So they made Halloween 2, which was supposed to be the end of that story. Mm-hmm. And then Halloween 3 was what they wanted to do. as, or Like, they didn't, hadn't written that before, but like that was their idea of making it like an anthology thing, kind of. Oh. So each movie, would it would be the Halloween series, but it would be, so be franchise, but they'd be all different ideas. Oh, that, that, that would be cool. Yeah, but that movie flopped so hard yeah, that they immediately went I, back and... I watched like 10 minutes of it one time, I was like, this is garbage. Yeah, so they went back and like destroyed Michael Myers' character even more for several movies, and then rebooted it again with Halloween H2O, and then that went to shit. Then they rebooted it again with Rob Zombie, and... So anyway, the Halloween franchise is a mess, but with Fast and Furious, a similar thing kind of happened, where they made the first movie, and then they made the second thinking, well, we don't have most of the cast back, but we can capitalize on the name by making a sequel with Paul Walker. And then they realized that that was just kind of trying to recapture what the first movie was and not doing a great job. 
So like, you know what? People only watch these movies because Fast Cars anyway. Let's just start fresh, give it a new location, new characters, everything. So Fast and Furious 3, Tokyo Drift, is none of the characters from the other movies. Other than like a brief cameo by Vin Diesel in the last minute. Like, nobody else appears. Uh, it's it's some like kid or some teenager who like keeps getting in races against people at different schools and you know being threatened to go to juvie so his mm-hmm. family keeps moving because yeah. he's such a bad kid so eventually his mom's like no i can't do this anymore and sends him off to japan with his dad uh where he then immediately goes and gets into the japanese street racing and uh, an other guy named han starts teaching him the ropes of drifting and stuff and from there it's karate kid <laughs> so it, they're Halloween 3 the franchise by making a Karate Kid movie about drift racing. And, uh, it, I mean. it, right, it, that kind of stuff. Because this, this guy just starts giving him all these incredibly expensive what? cars. What? Just what? like, yeah, I want to see what you can do. <laughs> and uh, then Han dies in the middle of the movie. Spoiler alert for a movie that came out in 2006. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he he dies, and uh, then he has to race. I mean, his name is Hans. Guys named Hans are either a bad guy or the good. Well, or Han. The, oh, Han. So yeah, excuse me. <laughs> Same thing, just without the S. They're either the bad guy. There's a big in, difference, in I would film. say. <laughs> you need to calm your tits, Ross. Okay. Because <laughs> you're right. They're either the bad guy or the philosophical old dude who dies. Because no, I was going to say, way he dies. Hans is bad guy action movie. Han is Han Solo. Except in this case, he's an Asian dude who just teaches people how to drift race. So he's not really Han Solo. <laughs> but people, or I guess like the franchise people liked him because in Fast Five they brought him back. Uh, uh, along with, well actually Fast, Fast and Furious he's in it too. But he's like really briefly in it. Like uh, he shows up at the beginning with Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez when they're robbing the truck. Mm-hmm. And then like later he's like, I don't know, I'm thinking about going somewhere. Uh, maybe Tokyo, but no, no, it can wait. <laughs> Just like, oh, it obviously ends up Tokyo, but it'll be right. a while before that happens. Uh, but yeah, otherwise, like, there's not that much else to talk about Fast, Fast and Furious, the fourth one. The third one is really, it really is just like a, like, unrelated story that doesn't matter that much, other than what they try to tie in later. Uh, okay. So then the fifth one, they just jack the rock up with a lot of steroids <laughs> and human growth hormone and whatever else. I think he might have done that to himself. <laughs> but holy crap, yeah, that, dude that, is a, that dude is a fucking muscle. Like, yeah. He's not even a body anymore. He's just a fucking <laughs> chest muscle yeah. that floats through the air. <laughs> <laughs> he floats through the air. Seriously. But, but the fifth one, I've told you, I think is still the best of the series, right? <laughs> like Because it's... It, they they really up their game, so it's not <laughs> it's not just like car racing anymore. It's like an a real action like franchise. Like Jesus. It, you're like you're like Ross. Shut up, Ross. Because no. Fast Five, like it. So you know you've seen Fast and Furious. You know you you were saying that we don't get stoned on our <laughs> podcast, and you're fucking telling the, the, our viewers about the genius of Fast and the Furious. We're not helping. I'm not cause. saying it's a genius franchise. <laughs> I think I think it has some major missteps. I think it started really dumb, but like kind of charming in its own weird way. Mm-hmm. And I think with five, it became five is a legitimately it good found it, action. It's movie. found its voice. It has. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so fast, 
Fast Five, again, they're ripping off basically another movie. Okay. Fast Five is Let Ocean's guess. Eleven. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, I was going to go with Basic Instinct. I don't know why. That was just in my heart no, for some reason. No, I haven't gotten there yet. Damn it. I don't know if the, I don't know if that's part of the trajectory anymore. Damn it. Uh, but yeah, Fast Five is the last one that I'd say just straight up like models itself on a different movie. But, it, but like the heist genre works really well for it, because it's the fifth in the series, so they can bring in all these different characters from different movies as part of the team so they all have their specialties and stuff and like (laughs) figuring out how to do the heist is like a fun thing in the movie even if the heist ends up playing completely differently than what they intended to do because all that goes to hell and they're just like well fuck it let's just steal it with cars seriously (laughs) but but yeah it's uh it's like got some great action sequences like the the first uh big one where they're they're like robbing a train uh, is really cool. Like they're, they're really, really clever. Uh, like fight scenes within it. There's like gun uh, people coming in with guns while uh, they also have another thing coming in to crash into the train and like get the. They're trying to steal cars, so like get those ready and then get the cars, drive them out of the moving train, and then uh, you know obviously there's people hanging off of stuff and <laughs> it's it's a well done scene and like there are a lot of cool cool sequences throughout the movie and there's fight scene like fight scenes like uh vin diesel and the rock smashing through walls trying to beat the shit out of each other and uh over like a bunch of uh or uh, you know like the slums of rio or like foot chases through there and stuff like there's there's a lot more variety to this movie than the other ones uh it plays on the history but doesn't make it all about that and it like the final scene is just so batshit or like the final action sequence it's just fun like they're two people or they're two different cars both chained to the same vault so it's this massive vault like the size of like that wall or like this wall uh, that they're dragging through the streets at high speed smashing cars as they're turning corners and destroying banks and stuff well the rocks well the rocks working with them at that point but (laughs) then yeah like trying to steal from the bad guys it's a simple story but it works and like it's got the best purpose or <laughs> most clear purpose of all the movies jason's like laughing to himself about all this right now uh, but yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll go to bat for oh fast shit five. fast five's pretty good oh shit um yeah then fast and furious six or fast and furious six i said the, oh. there's all it there's no there's no articles in fast and furious uh, after the fourth one so, and also a funny story in the movie <laughs> the title is Furious 6 oh shit but if you look at all the box art and promotions it's Fast and Furious 6 which is way confusing now that there's Furious 7 I don't know right fucking <laughs> assholes but uh, yeah Fast and Furious 6 is uh, I told you that ties into 4 the bad guy knew the bad guy in that and because uh, <laughs> so remember in the fourth one the big thing is that Michelle Rodriguez is dead, right? Yeah. And Vin Diesel's like, oh man, you killed my girl. This is vengeance and kills the guy. Then at the very end of five, you find out she's not really dead. And then six, she's not dead, but she has amnesia. <laughs> so there's an amnesia plot. And the bad guy in six was friends with the bad guy in four, which is how he, when they brought Michelle Rodriguez to the hospital... The bad guy in six saw she didn't remember anything, so he recruited her to his team. So she's with the bad guys, and Vin Diesel has to convince. <laughs> he has to. He has, he has to, to bring her back to the light because of love. 
Yeah. For love. <laughs> for love, Ross, for love. So yeah, it's it's a pretty dumb movie. Very Shakespearean it's, of this. Like six six isn't really robbing any particular story other than like cliched amnesia love. stories. But it's <laughs> it's also a pretty good action movie. It's got like this insane finisher like on an airfield where uh or like the, their planes trying to take off, and they have to like they have to get into the plane and like drive cars out of it, and mm. people are hanging off. The character dies. Michelle Rodriguez again? No, she's she's alive now. She's uh she's in she was part of the team in Seven, because she's a good guy now. Spoiler alert! Oh shit! Love wins in Fast and Furious. So, hey, spoiler alert! Just spoiler for me. Who dies? Um, it is no, it's uh I think it's Gal Gadot's character. Uh, really? Yeah, she's a. Uh, she was in Fast Five, I think, as a weapons specialist, and she's like, she's Han, the guy from Three, like the, <laughs> it, it, she's his uh, girlfriend, and then she dies, and then he's like, I don't know what to do, so I guess he goes to Tokyo and screws around and gives high school kids badass cars and stuff, which make like Fast Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift makes more sense after the movies that they didn't plan to take place before <laughs> Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Like we got we got to clean this shit up. It's we never gotta... explained in the third one. It's just this high school kid goes to Japan, has never drifted before or raced, and this guy's like, "Hey, take my incredibly expensive car and drift in this race even though you've never drifted before." Then he smashes up. He's like, "All right, well, do some jobs for me, and I'll teach you how to drift. Here's another car." <laughs> but then you see the other ones, and it's like, "Oh, this guy has just like decided to fuck off to Tokyo." And after the fifth movie, they're all like multi-millionaires, so he can drop millions of dollars on cars and not worry about it. it makes more sense. Nice. Also, the sixth one fits as it's a fitting end of the series, even though there's a seventh one. <laughs> They wanted to end it at six. It ends with them going home, and Vin Diesel, like, they're not wanted fugitives anymore because they did their one last job. They buy back the house from the first movie, and they end up saying grace, and it's, you know, happy ending until the seventh one. Until. Because, again, you're, you might not believe this. The guy from the sixth movie, who's friends with the guy from the fourth movie, that guy had a brother who's an assassin. <laughs> And that's Jason Statham. <laughs> so, so, the seventh movie, they got a new director again, right? Of course. Uh, well, because three through six were the same director. Same oh, guy. Oh, wow, that's actually kind of uncommon. Yeah, yeah, Justin Lin. He's he's really good. Like, yeah. he's... The, the success of that franchise is because of Justin Lin. Like, he really nailed the action beats and stuff with the fifth one in particular, but, like, to a degree, three and four... Uh, and uh, yeah, like now they've handed it off to the guy who did, uh, who's mostly known for horror movies, uh, James Wan. He uh, he did the Conjuring, the Saw movies, and uh, yeah, he's m- mostly known for horror movies. But he directs the shit out of the seventh one. Like yeah. they obviously have the biggest budget, or like sure. this enormous budget at this point. Yeah, he can do whatever he wants. But he does a lot of creative things. Like if anything, he almost over directs certain parts, cause, like mm-hmm. makes them all too flashy. But but yeah, he does a lot of cool creative things. Like I like the first scene uh, is Jason Statham visiting his brother in the hospital and be like, "Oh man, oh, I got it." Except like then he leaves the room and everybody in the hospital is just dead. So it's like him going through the halls after he's already murdered all these people <laughs> and like destroyed everything. And like he walks out the front and the whole building's falling apart on the front and stuff. It's like this dude's a badass. <laughs> And he is Jason Statham. He's Jason Statham. I mean, like seriously, like that. Those people aren't 
extras or they, there's no makeup. They're dead. <laughs> he just did it. Yeah, Jason Statham just murdered everybody. Yeah, and then Kurt Russell shows With up Vinny later. Jones. Vinny Jones was his accomplice, and he killed a bunch of people too. Yeah. They just didn't get him on film. Right. It's a true story. True story. So yeah, there's this movie is the furthest out there in terms of being just craziness. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, everybody knows Kung Fu now. <laughs> like, it was basically that way from the fifth or sixth movie on. But, like, seventh movie, even people who should not know Kung Fu know Kung Fu. <laughs> like, they all get into, like, fist fights and do nice. all these things. Uh, but, yeah, they're, they've got, you know, that what I already mentioned about the, the cars skydiving <laughs> and uh, cars flying through. Like, actually, what happens is they can't brake. The brakes go out in this car in the building in Abu Dhabi. So uh, they fly from one building into another and then from that building into the other. And, like, yeah, a few seconds in the movie. It's crazy. Nice. <laughs> and uh, there's a part where... Uh, there's one part my dad would probably hate more than anything in the world because he hates parts where people are hanging on to stuff unrealistically, where Paul Walker is off a cliff, like, flying through the air, trying to grab onto a cliff, and so, I forget who else, drives a car up, drifts it, just so the back of it is off the cliff so you can grab, like, the spoiler of the car <laughs> and get back on. Yes! It's it's, it's very stupid. Uh, yeah. The finale involves, like, a, multiple giant structures collapsing and the rock with a minigun firing up into, like... Like, it gets crazy. Like, it gets, like, Transformers-level bombast, but it's not as shitty as those movies. <laughs> but yeah, like I think that goes without trans- saying. Oh, that that was actually the other movie of last year that grossed more than Furious Seven has gotten. Transformers Four has gotten over a billion dollars worldwide. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Oh, I, I just want to say I hate people. Uh just for that very fact. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, why? Why? Yeah. It's sad, but but yeah, like this this franchise is dumb, but like as far as dumb movies go, like it no at least like with the later ones, they know what they're doing or yeah. they know what they want to be and they're just being that. It's all yeah. right. Yeah. And you okay. I love cheesy uh-huh. movies too. Yeah, you like you like like the classic, you know, 80s 90s action flicks, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. I love the buddy cop movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's pretty much what these become. They're yeah. not brilliant, but they're not they're not that funny. That's what I don't like about. Yeah, them. yeah. The buddy cop movie they have, has to be. They have funny. some like from Fast Five on. They have yeah, a but they're bit not more, nearly they... as funny as like the Diehards or the Lethal Weapons or. Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't Die think Hard of 3. I wouldn't think of Die Hard One as like a buddy cop movie. Oh yeah, not the first one. <laughs> three. Like, yeah, three. Three is the only one that's really that successful of a buddy cop movie. Yeah. Like. Lethal Weapon is more like a buddy cop movie, yeah. and uh, uh, but Lethal Weapon, uh, Bad Boys. Yeah, yeah, Bad Boys. Love the buddy cop movie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Money Train is probably the best buddy cop movie ever. Yeah, really, you think With so? Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson. That movie Big fan. Shit. Yeah. That yeah. Shit. Yeah, these ones never really are like totally buddy cop. You know, it's more like group dynamics, but they have some of that. That's fun. Gotcha. But, so what do you think about the memorial to Paul Walker? So it's not... So the way it works, like, the movie ends and, like, one of the plot lines from the later movies is that uh, he gets uh, Jordana Brewster's character pregnant. So they have a kid in the sixth and seventh movie. And in the seventh one, like, it just ends... Or one of the last things is just all of them at a beach 
Like, nobody's actually quitting or anything. The seventh one? Yeah, the seventh one. So they're just at a beach, and uh, Vin Diesel just goes off, and they're like, aren't you going to go say goodbye to, uh, <laughs> well, what's his name? Paul Walker's character. Brian. Right. Aren't you going to say bye to Brian? And Dom's like, no. Uh, or, or he just walks off, or he's going to do that. And Brian pulls up a little ways up in his car to race him and stuff. So then they go on their race, and they split ways, and they're doing that. They're playing that I'll See You Again song or whatever that's, like, kind of big on the radio right now. And then it just kind of goes to... You see a montage of bits of Paul Walker in the movies, and, you know, it says, For Paul, and then it's the credits. So it's not, like... It's not, like, a major part of the movie. And they don't write him out, really. Although they... Like, there's an out for it. Like, they don't say it in the movie. They indicate that they're all going to kind of be together and do more stuff. But... But the out is really that they can just be like, well, he's off with his family now. He has a family to take care of, so he won't be there. But, yeah, it was all right. I mean, uh, I, I didn't, I wasn't, like, crying about it or anything, but as cheesy as it sounds, like, it, you do get the sense that the people involved in all these movies were, they got to the point where they were, like, a family unit. Like, they, they'd known each other for so long, and they worked together for so long, and they, cared, like, general genuinely cared about each other and like it goes from the first movie where they're like family is everything and it's just meaningless bullshit to like where now it's like well they really are like a family <laughs> like in their real life uh, i guess yeah their real life relationships actually affect the movie a little bit more or it hmm. seems to and <laughs> but i don't know that was my take i i thought it was it was fine it was a decent ending and it was it was a good way of doing that without making the movie all about him being dead. Like, that would have been... It would have been sad if they'd just, like... Paul Walker himself would have wanted to go out with a bang on that, probably. <laughs> or, like, with those movies, I think. <laughs> so, they did a good job with it. Like, making a good good movie on its own, or a good action film on its own, but still paying him respect in the end. Cool. Now... <laughs> So that's a lot of me talking about Fast and Furious. Yeah, that's a lot of Fast and Furious. <laughs> yeah, a lot to say. You know, it evolves quite a bit as a series. I need a nap after Fast and the Furious. It yeah. Fast and Furious me. I I should show you like like a cool action movie now, and we wake up, wake up, <laughs> drink some Nos. Yeah, I still have a Nos left. Oh my god! <laughs> Gonna drink Nos and watch the raid, motherfucker. No. <laughs> No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not gonna do You're that. You're exhausted. You had like <laughs> two separate two-hour naps over yeah. the last like. So yeah, what else has been going on? We had uh, I'm gonna talk a little bit right, about uh the director of Wonder Woman leaving. Okay. But there's I I don't know what all there is to say other than it like Michelle McLaren uh she directed a bunch of episodes of Breaking Bad, including some of the best of that and. Uh, also Game of Thrones. She did some really great episodes of Game of Thrones, so it was kind of a bummer to hear that she's not going to do Wonder Woman anymore. Yeah. They, they cited the usual, you know, creative differences as for why they got rid of her. But sure. I, it, it sounds to me, you know, to be like kind of like the Edgar Wright Ant-Man situation where she probably wanted to do, like, what wanted to take it in a specific direction that maybe wasn't exactly like the rest of the universe. And DC's all about trying to build their universe up like Marvel now. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing it was something along those lines. But it's a bummer. Like, yeah. I, I I think movies, like, even within those shared universes are stronger if they, like, embrace what made that particular character special yeah. rather than, you know, just 
fitting it into everything else and making it look the same and yeah. all that. Oh, I hope they get another female director to do it too, because yeah, know. I mean they should. Wonder, they should. It, just so. for the message of it, like right. it's, we're gonna get Michael Bay to do Wonder Woman. Oh, well, I mean, people talk <laughs> about people talk about how we, there aren't enough good women roles, which is like somewhat true, but like with like filmmaking and directing it's way worse like mm-hmm. ev- it's so hard to be <laughs> a female director in hollywood right. so like it yeah it was a great it, speaking of the... she was going to be the first like woman to direct a big superhero movie at well, all so yeah the only woman director i really know of, which is ironically the director of point break <laughs> yeah Catherine bigelow yep. yeah Goes to show. There just really aren't that many. And, you know, in that case, you know her because she was up for a Academy Award, too, probably. Mm-hmm. Like, would you know who the director of Point Break was? No. If, <laughs> if it weren't for, yeah, like, Zero Dark Thirty and Hurt Locker. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, and I, when somebody told me that, I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Point Break? Really? Point Break? Yeah. Fuck gotta start you. Somewhere. <laughs> like... That's a classic, man. It's a classic about <laughs> surfing and bro love. And bro love, man. <laughs> God damn bro. Bros for life. Vile Condios. And Gary Busey? Yeah. Anything with Gary Busey, sign me up. I just watched Drop Zone again. <laughs> <laughs> with his fucking horse face. Yeah. The only reason to watch Predator 2. <laughs> no. Oh, dude, he's he's that batshit crazy, which is awesome. Yeah. I had a guy in one of my acting classes that worked at a Sprint in Malibu that he would just... He, I don't even think he, he was a customer he would just come in like he used to be and he would just come in and like check out all the shit and then Mm. just like he would always speak in his weird acronyms you know like fate is for (laughs) alternating time yeah elevation or something like what (laughs) like what are you talking (laughs) about none of that none of those words fit together (laughs) (laughs) what are you talking about and (laughs) like so I really I would love to hang out with Gary Busey one day because he is batshit nuts yeah I just like his, his episode of Entourage is one of my favorites ever yeah he's he's pretty good in that yeah he's just like it's like running through a cornfield naked backwards <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> I would like to just for a day hang out with Gary Busey and Nicolas Cage, like just as a threesome, <laughs> just like the three of us chilling, <laughs> and like not make a thing about it. Just like I want to see how they interact as people. <laughs> Die. <laughs> a B C D E F G. <laughs> but uh, yeah, those. Those Amazon Fire commercials. Are, With Busey? Those changed my life. I, I want to imagine that they didn't even write scripts for him. They just had Gary Busey show up. They're like, I don't know. Tell us what you think. <laughs> that scene where he rings the bell, and the bells just vibrate, and he's just like... Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was up. Well... Yeah, I mean, I... I what else do we have to talk about? We uh, we had who's running for president? Who's running for president and who's not? We wanted to go way off topic. We're uh, going way off topic. Let's dive into it. So I, I like that. Um, I like that between the Democrats and the Republicans, there's only one announced uh, Democratic, uh, it, or you know, Hillary Clinton's running. She's yeah. like the only one who's officially announced that she is. And then, like, a very small handful of others. Like, we're looking at a New York Times graphic where they have three other people who are probably. Yeah. And then the Republicans, they, Ted Cruz, uh, 
Rand Paul and Mark Rubio have all already announced that they're running. And then they have a list of uh, nine other probabilities. So, like, the Republican Party is just a clusterfuck right now of people. Like, it's like, it's kind of like an infighting situation, you know? Yeah. Because you've got, like, the people who are, like, you've got the really hardcore libertarians who want want people in there, want more uh, candidates. Then you've got, like, the Tea Party conservatives, and then you've got, like, the mainline Republican Party, and none of them <coughs> really like each other very much. <laughs> like, they all have to try to appease all the groups, but they, yeah. Yeah, there's all, it's a, there's some batshit crazy people on this fucking ballot, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, there are. Cruz is batshit crazy, T- Santorum is batshit crazy, and Perry is batshit crazy. Yeah. But I don't know. I I just hate I hate that it's April twenty fifteen and it's already turning into election season. Right. It's a year and a half of this. Right. <laughs> I'm always sick of it by then. And I mean, uh, like the Republican primary is probably going to be the most interesting part of it in terms of like people's opinions moving around the place or like controlling stuff because like the election itself, everybody's going to vote for whatever party they yeah. always vote for. It just seems like they're just like over. Like, making it harder than it is, or making it more... Mm-hmm. They're, like, a year and a half away. Yeah. There's already... They have to, though, you know? There's already cause... 50% of the country... 50% of the country, I'm gonna say. That's a st- statistic I made up. Um, <laughs> that probably already knows who they're gonna vote for anyway. Well, I mean, they know it party. Like... Yeah. Like, it's probably hard to narrow down uh, 12 different Republican nominees sure. and guarantee you're gonna but vote for one or another. But they know party. I mean, people... It doesn't matter. There's some people that would look at that and just be like, I'm voting for... Republican or Democrat, no matter what. Well, I mean, like, like I'd like to say, you know, I'll vote for whoever, you know, fits my, whoever I agree with most, and I will, but it's like... <laughs> but out of the ones running right now, you got Cruz, Paul, and Rubio? Yeah, I'm not even, like, a huge Hillary Clinton fan or anything, right. but, like, versus, the versus them? Or the four, or the... Yeah. Uh, like, it to me, it, it's, I don't... I don't understand how people could, at least on the party system, not understand, like, where they are on one of those, or be like, I don't know, which, because, like, the the wedge issues, anyway, are, like, distinctive enough now that it's, like, it's all about those, or how you want certain aspects handled, and, like, it, it, there's not research between different parties anymore, it's, like, who within a party represents you best, <laughs> so the, the primaries are almost more interesting than the election for like forming opinions <laughs> but not many people are forming opinions anymore anyway <laughs> like i feel like 90 percent of people already have a party decided and the other 10 percent just don't know what the hell is going on and are swayed by the stupidest <laughs> things so right. like chris christie fucking, I, I like i i kind of felt bad that like his whole thing like the thing that kind of buried him is because he kind of fucked up traffic for a little bit yeah, oh, oh, well, that's one of the things that buried yeah. him, I mean. Well, that was, like, the big one that they yeah. were talking about forever. Yeah, just because he purposely did it to yeah. be a dickhead. Like, yeah, it's, it's like, okay, that was, I mean, yeah, dickhead move, but I'm pretty sure he's done worse shit than that. Yeah, Christy's kind of an idiot, too, but yeah. he's, uh, yeah, yeah. So I guess I should say it was just weird that that was, like, That the was thing. the thing, yeah, like, everybody's on board with whatever else, but that... Yeah, yeah, look at the Republican one, man. I, there's not. <laughs> I I don't really know, like, on at least on this graphic, I don't know Jindal or 
uh, Fiorina or uh, Carson particularly. But yeah, like Jeb Bush looks better than most of those people. Or like <laughs> he's probably the best out of those. And it's, it's just a horrible field. And I, I don't really know the Republican or the Democrats who will probably run that well either, though. O'Malley, Webb, and Chaffee. <laughs> uh, they are. And, and I mean, that's the thing. Like, it's April 2015. I shouldn't know who these people are. <laughs> like, I shouldn't be looking at a graphic with these people because there's so much time left. But yeah. it's just like how Black Friday keeps moving up further. Right. Everybody ha- feels like they have to announce er- before everybody else. Well, so. yeah, Jeb Bush is he's has he's hasn't even officially ran, but he's already gain like he's already fundraising. Yeah, and appar- apparently Rubio and him have very similar constituencies, so like that are splitting their base there. Or Rubio, mm-hmm. like a lot of people think Rubio's screwing up Jeb Bush's chances. Uh, Good. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, I don't, I, I'm not a Jeb Bush fan, I wasn't a George W. Bush fan either, or but, George H. W. yeah, Bush you know, just the whole family, but, but like, man, is, is uh, Rand Paul or Ted Cruz better than that? Huh. I don't know, like, it, it'll be in- interesting to see where things fall, because uh, I think the Republicans, if they got their shit together, would it have a really good chance at winning the next election? Because, you know, a lot of people aren't happy with uh, certain things about how the country's gone in the last several years. Like, there are people who, it, you know, blame all, all the current problems on Obama, and some of them, some of them are. Like, you know, the security stuff, like, I, I think there's a good reason. Like, if they were smart, they'd be saying, we're going to shut down PRISM and all this shit, and, because, you know, we care about the liberty of individual people, but they're not going to do that. <laughs> they're not going to even say that because they know they won't. So, I don't know. <laughs> so, but like, think also, why do you think it co- like costs so much? We were talking about this. You think it's all advertisement? Because like these people are raising, like they're saying Jeb Bush is going to try to raise a billion dollars for his yeah. fucking campaign. Why? Yeah, I I think yeah, advertising, marketing, it's- tours. It's like it's literally a year and a half of campaigning, and it's expensive. See, I just don't. Get it. it seems like there's much cheaper ways to do that. But again, like, so what are your ideas on that? That or what I do mean, you think? I mean, like for instance, like if you have debates and shit, you're not gonna have to spend that much money because like ABC will want to have that. So yeah, but they already they hold pay? debates, and like a lot of people don't even watch the debates. Okay, like, the, the only people you get with the debates are the people who like are actively invested and really care. So why why couldn't you go on like social media? Um, and you can, but social media, first of all, it relies on people caring enough about your platform in the first place to share it, mm. and also it tends to hit a younger demographic. Like if sure. you're doing Facebook and Twitter, you're reaching the youth, but the youth doesn't turn out ultimately. Okay. People our age just don't vote enough. For them to really care about us or younger, and mm-hmm. they target the older people, the people who are, are not really on the internet. The people who watch TV in the prime, or like it, just leave the TV on and occasionally catch ads. Those are the people they're going for, mm-hmm. and they're the easiest people to sway too. Like, right. like there's you know an age where like you start like kind of getting open minded and like taking in a bunch of ideas. Then there's a certain age where you get past that, you kind of know what you're all about and what you believe. And then you're with that. And so, like, if you can just target people who are already set in that and make them think that your platform is in line with their views, then you've mm-hmm. got their vote. But. Which, yeah, which is just weird. Like, mm-hmm. when I'm 80, I'm not going to give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, 
Yeah. Throw throw a duck in there. I don't give a shit. Well, it'll be interesting. To, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if if the. the I'm gonna it, be. I'm gonna be drinking fucking whiskey and high all the time. <laughs> but what what I'm wondering is like whether the voting turnout has to do with youth itself or specific generations. Like whether when we're older, our generation is going to vote more, or whether we're all just disillusioned with politics. Hey, ooh, that's good. That's, that's a good th- question. <laughs> no way to know yet. Yeah. But, but yeah, like the baby boomer generation, you know, had a much, I think, a much uh, more set like political ideolo- ideology than a lot of us. Well, yeah. and that's not. I guess that's not totally true though. We we still have a lot. Of, younger protesters and stuff and people who care about things but they just yeah we just we just have weird protests so yeah like <laughs> what? it's it's like it's just like yeah we're pissed yeah we, we really kind of know why much. We, <laughs> yeah like <laughs> right like occupy wall street where yeah, it's like exactly. yeah you're you're you have issues with like all the greed that goes on here in the systems and them being broken but like they don't target anything. It's just like this all sucks. Yeah, yeah. let's not do this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, what do you? How do you want to reform? It's like, oh no, fix it. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, wait, like, this is this is not a society at all. Are you sure? This kind of feels like a little mini society. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, and like if you look back, like, the, do you have leaders? No, no. If you look back at like the, again the boomer generation with the Vietnam War and stuff, at least there was a. A specific thing they were trying to do, end the war. <laughs> like right. when, when part of it is just that our problems today are a lot more complex than, like it's not binary. It's not like, hey, make Wall Street not greedy. <laughs> like right. so much of our business is built on these systems that you can't just like wave them away. Like there are all these, all these problems that are like baked into how, like the whole world works. Not even just our country, but like the global economy, and mm-hmm. it's it's a lot harder to just fix things with like a wave of your hand. Which, speaking of that, it's kind of interesting that I thought Bernie Sanders was at least in the conversation, but it doesn't even look like he's. I don't know. He's... Would he be running on a different ticket? Oh, he might be an independent. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah, because I know Gary Johnson uh, was, you know, one of the leading libertarians announced he's running officially but yeah he's running as libertarian as opposed to republican got some balls on you (laughs) well you know the usual well everybody just votes for one of these people stop being cheap and vote for me it's like okay you know i i respect that idea not not i'm not a libertarian but i respect Mm -hmm. the idea of like you know being like yeah don't do the two-party thing but Frankly, like from a voter perspective, it's like, well, if you don't vote for one of the two, then you're definitely right. throwing your vote away because right. there's no way that anybody else. Well, would like, vote. not even that. It's almost like you're voting for the opposite. Yeah. Like you know, like for instance, if you if you yeah. vote for Bernie Sanders, you're more likely would have voted for Hillary Clinton. Right. So really, it's almost like you're taking a vote away exactly. from the one you really it's, want. It's like how in the 2000 election, people think if Ralph Nader hadn't run, then Al Gore would have definitely one yeah and it's probably true but but you know like it's also shitty to be like well nobody else should run then because right. you'll just ruin everything it's like well it's a bad system yeah <laughs> i think like, in all fairness i think they should just get rid of parties altogether and just have candidates yeah it'd be nice but obviously then the 
like Republicans, Democrats wouldn't be interested in that. They'd rather brand and keep together right. on well, it. Yeah, for sure. Because then you're pulling all your resources. Like, like that's what it all ultimately comes down to. Like people merge, things merge. Like you, if there's a way to become more powerful, you know, join allies and like work towards the same purpose, and you'll do it. But there's why it comes <laughs> down to two. <laughs> right. Like, that's as simple as it can really get. Like it, they, right. it's not like they're going to join together and do one candidate because then they're actually. Well, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying one. No, no, I know, I'm I know. Saying. I'm just saying it can't go any simpler than that, and that. And if we did like, like neither of them would disband as like parties. And I don't, I don't like even if you legally said that you were, it, like okay, there's no parties anymore. It's just individuals. Yeah. Like you'd still have the same people rallying together to support the same individual and giving them all the ads and all the all the airtime, all the exposure, and like there wouldn't really be a realistic way to make a like a true democracy where it's anybody can run and anybody gets the same exposure. I do think they should set a cap on spending or a, a better cap on spending for uh, elections, though. Mm-hmm. And so it's not just about getting more money to outspend your opponent so like the little guys would have just as much exposure as the big guys mm-hmm. or at least like the littler guys like it would still be a party system but at least at least that way yeah like hillary clinton's gonna outspend any of her primary opponents by quite a bit and then once it gets in the election i'm sure the republican candidate will outspend hillary clinton by quite a bit because that's just how it always happens like if they get all the gas companies and like cable industries and stuff backing them as a republican candidate and it's a lot of money okay but yeah yeah it's it's definitely a bad system i'm just not 100 other than like you know setting a cap and like a reasonable cap on campaign spending i don't know how you'd fix it and like nobody who gets elected is going to want to do that because they're the people who got elected based on having a lot of money <laughs> so so we're just fucked. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But the system has reached the point where there's just no way to... Like, all the people who can control it already, like, it's working for them. So right. <laughs> it's really hard to turn that around. Capitalism but. at its finest. Anyway, with that happy uh, That's note, why I'm just going to smoke weed and drink booze and not give a fuck. Okay. Are you going to vote? No. <laughs> You're not going to vote? No. See, uh, I'll probably vote. No, I won't. I want. I, I should. I feel. Well, and we're in California too. Like California actually matters. You know, like Kansas. No, nobody cares. Nobody in Kansas shit. whether or not you vote because it's a red state. It's I was actually. Going to be a red state. I don't know if I'm going to vote for the big things because uh, you know me and all my conspiracy theories and craziness. <laughs> don't trust those people. I don't trust those motherfuckers. Fuck the electoral college. It's bullshit. Yeah, I don't like the electoral college. Um. Uh, but I want to start uh, actually start see if I where I go to vote for like smaller things. Yeah. Like like if I could vote on like actual issues. Yeah. I want to like start local f- issues. Yeah. That'd be good. Uh, I want to be more I'm, involved on that kind of stuff than I am. But that's where a lot of the shit gets done. Like, yeah, definitely. Um, cause and it's weird, but a lot of shit that nobody really even thinks about, that's like really important, gets done. Yep. And it just feels like that would I, I my vote would actually mean a shit. It would, cause like, is in Kansas. It's like, if I vote for Democrat, am I, why am I wasting my fucking afternoon? Yeah, and if you vote for Republican, Out they're here, already gonna win anyway, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Out here, there it's it actually can go multiple ways because California is such a large state with totally different political sure. views depending on where you go. Yeah. But, 
I don't know. Maybe I'll vote. Yeah. Maybe, but I do want to start voting on, like, the small... I just need to figure out where to go and... Agreed. Because I tried looking it up, and it's kind of hard to find... Really? Like, where you know, to like, go. Yeah. And, like, I thought... And, uh, I don't think there's really anything coming up anytime soon. Yeah. And there was, I guess, was it, it was late last year... Or I think November there was more stuff, but I didn't vote. Do on they it. only do it in November? or Do they do it like all year? Um, I think it depends on the issue, but like a lot, there was a lot of state stuff that was up in November. Okay. Last I know, year, I know marijuana will probably be marijuana legalization will be on 2016's ballot. I bet that's gonna pass here. Yeah. Well, it came really close in 2010. Yeah, it was surprising it didn't then. But yeah. I mean it. Since medicinal's been around so long here, and Colorado has passed it, and it's actually been great for Colorado, Washington, Oregon, yeah. Alaska, and I think even Washington D.C. Yeah. So. So it, it's probably gonna happen, but. Yeah. But yeah, yay! <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm smoking a lot of weed when that happens. Not that it really stops many people in California. Oh, so that's fair. But now I'm gonna smoke even more weed. <laughs> You're gonna do it legally. Seriously, I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to qualify for a handicap sticker. That's how high I'm gonna be. <laughs> that's how high I'm gonna be, Ross. You may never see me sober ever again. I love that you'd have to apply, or at least, well, I guess once it's legal, you wouldn't. But I like the idea that now you would have to get a handicap for being too high Mm -hmm. because it would mean you'd have to apply for a medical marijuana license to apply for a handicap license i'm a dreamer (laughs) dream big jason yes dream big yes so i think that's about all for this week yeah i got nothing (laughs) yeah uh thanks for tuning in and uh we'll try to catch you next week take care guys